Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I update the Turpin family case based on the interview between two of the Turpin children and Diane Sawyer. The Turpin family case involves 13 children who lived in a house in Paris, California with their parents, David and Louise Turpin. The children were living in horrible conditions, but eventually they were rescued due to the actions of one of the children, Jordan Turpin, who was 17 years old at the time. When I originally analyzed the story, not a lot was known about the mechanics of how the police were contacted or Jordan's experiences, but an interview that aired on 2020, in which Diane Sawyer interviewed Jordan and Jennifer Turpin, offered new information about that specific part of the case, as well as a few other components. First, I'll go through the background of this case, then analyze it in light of the new information revealed during that interview. David and Louise Turpin grew up in West Virginia, David was born in 1961. Louise was born seven years later. David was described as intelligent, quiet, and aloof. He was interested in science fiction and wanted to be an engineer. When he was 17 years old, he became attracted to Louise. She was only 10 years old at that time. The couple started dating five years later, when Louise was 15. David impersonated her father to get Louise out of school and take her to Texas when she was 16. Her parents did not file charges against him. The couple would marry in February of 1985. The couple considered themselves to be Pentecostal, although they had religious beliefs which deviated from that religion quite a bit. For many years, David maintained good employment. He worked as an engineer for General Dynamics and other companies. The couple would start their journey together in the state of Texas. They started having children in 1988 and would not stop until 27 years later. Altogether, they had 10 daughters and 3 sons. The Turpins sent their children to school initially, but then sometime around 1998, they switched to homeschooling. In two places where they lived in Texas, the Turpins mistreated their children in a number of ways, including having them live in squalor, allowing them to become malnourished, chaining them to beds, and locking them in dog cages. David was described as violent, 
and Luis was described as having mood swings. A few neighbors suspected the children were not being treated well, but nobody intervened. In 2010, the Turpins moved to Paris, California. David had found another engineering job in that area. On the morning of January 14, 2018, 17-year-old Jordan Turpin escaped the house in California through a window. She was carrying a deactivated cell phone, which was still capable of calling 911. Jordan felt pressure to take action that particular morning because her parents had talked about moving to Oklahoma. They said that once they moved, everybody would be chained up. Jordan was also concerned about two of her sisters who were chained to their beds. She had taken pictures of them on the cell phone to show the authorities. After escaping, Jordan used the phone to call 911. An officer arrived and Jordan explained what was happening. She showed him the pictures of her sisters chained up. The police entered the Turpin residence and arrested David and Luis. The couple would eventually plead guilty to 14 counts and were sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 25 years. Now moving to my analysis. I will go through several of the items in this case that stood out to me with an emphasis on information from the interview with Diane Sawyer. Item number one is how unprepared Jordan Turpin was for the outside world. Her parents had deprived her of experiences that most people would have. When Jordan escaped on the morning of January 14, 2018, she knew almost nothing about the world outside. She had never had a conversation with a stranger and never talked to anyone on the phone. Both the cadence of her voice and her vocabulary were unusual. She was walking in the street because she didn't know the street was for vehicles only. She didn't know how to read an address off of an envelope that she had taken from her house. She supplied a dispatcher with a zip code instead of the street address. She did not know how to spell her own middle name, Elizabeth. Item number two is the courage of Jordan Turpin. When Jordan escaped, she hoped that the police would help her, but she also thought that they might bring her back to the house, after which her parents would murder her. She thought that even if the police wanted to help her, her parents may have come out of the house and killed her. So she was in constant fear. When she climbed out of that window, she was very aware that she could die. Jordan was motivated in part by the suffering of her sisters who were chained up. She knew that this was it. This was her one chance to rescue them. Item number three is the manipulative behavior of David and Louise Turpin. The couple had convinced their children that the world was a very dangerous place. If the children tried to escape or talk to strangers, the government would take them away and their lives would somehow be even worse. They were given cover stories so that if they did have to talk to strangers, they could avoid arousing suspicion. The children stayed awake at night and slept in the day to minimize their chances of being observed by neighbors. The couple used passages in the Bible to convince the children of their absolute power over them. They even had the power to kill them if they wanted. Without any outside influences, the parents had a tremendous amount of power informing the beliefs of the children. There was no perspective. There was no extrinsic source of moral guidance. The children tried to find a sense of morality on their own. They tried to figure out what they were supposed to do. They knew that they were suffering, but they were terrified of their parents and of outsiders. So they were terrified by everyone. 
Some of the older children were given smartphones so they could stay in touch with their parents. When Jordan was using one of these phones in 2015, she watched videos featuring Justin Bieber. She learned from Justin that people out in the world had friends, could talk to relatives without fear, lived in clean houses, and had nice clothing. Watching Justin Bieber also expanded Jordan's vocabulary. Jordan said she learned a few new words from him. The exact words were never mentioned, but I have a few guesses as to what words she may have learned from Justin Bieber, like untalented, tacky, reckless, self-centered, and entitled. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm an American vigilante. I have a question for you. What would you do if someone you cared about was abducted, taken from you? Would you call me? Would you care about how I got them back? Download American Vigilante now. Louise Turpin caught Jordan watching Justin Bieber and attacked her. Jordan thought that she was going to die, which is not an uncommon feeling for people who have just watched Justin Bieber. Jordan would have nightmares about dying and became determined to escape. Item number four is the bizarre behavior of David and Louise Turpin, not specifically related to manipulation. The house in Paris, California was covered in trash. It looked like it was about three feet deep. The smell was unbearable. Louise would buy new clothing, toys, and games, but not let the children have them. She would never use any of the items in any way. They would just be piled up on top of the trash. The couple kept an adequate supply of food for themselves in the refrigerator, but would not let the children have hardly any food. David and Louise were often missing from the house. They would leave for long periods of time. On the rare times when the children would be let outside, Louise would dress them in matching outfits. In addition, all the children have names that begin with the letter J. It was like Louise was trying to create uniformity. When considering all the evidence in this case, Looking at the information that was available before and now, the interview with Jordan and Jennifer Turpin. Why did David and Louise perpetrate these crimes? There was never a reason supplied for David's behavior, but Louise Turpin was diagnosed with histrionic personality disorder. I don't think this explains her behavior at all. People with this disorder want to be the center of attention. They have shallow emotions, impressionistic speech. They are theatrical and gullible. It was reported that David and Louise were swingers. They had a vibrant social life, I guess. Perhaps the symptom criteria for histrionic personality disorder were observed in that behavior, but it's not clear how Louise was exhibiting the symptoms in the house during the commission of the crimes. 
Louise had also been the victim of an assault of a sexual nature when she was younger. This is terrible, but again, it does not explain her criminal behavior. When I recorded the original video on this case, I talked about how there's no clear explanation for the couple's crimes. The interview on 2020 did provide new information about the case, but it really didn't help answer this particular question. Their motive remains a mystery. Let's take a look at the characteristics of David and Luis. This couple did not use alcohol or drugs. I've never heard any reports related to psychosis, although that doesn't mean there was no psychosis. For many years, David worked as an engineer, a job that requires a high level of functioning. The couple seemed very socially awkward. David specifically was described as distant and detached. The couple had very strong religious beliefs, which initially appeared to be based on a version of Christianity, but then morphed into some type of belief in witchcraft. When they were younger, they told people that they felt like God wanted them to have as many children as they could. They were highly disorganized and not faced by a malodorous environment. One of the main difficulties with figuring out a motive is how the couple appeared to be high-functioning, yet at the same time their behavior was criminal and bizarre. Another problem is that they didn't gain anything from their behavior. It's not like this was some type of scam to make money. One theory in this case is that there was actually psychosis, but it was restricted to specific delusions about religious beliefs and paranoia. The couple was genuinely concerned about the outside world, and they were trying to protect their children from it. The children reported their parents had fear about feeding them caffeine and sugar. Maybe this was part of a delusion, and maybe this contributed to the malnourishment component in general. The malnourishment could have also resulted from financial concerns combined with paranoia. David had a good-paying job for a long time, but in the years leading up to his arrest, he was unemployed. Perhaps the Turpins did not want to seek help from the government or charities because they were afraid. Something like shared psychotic disorder, which is also known as folia du, could explain how the couple may have developed the same delusions. This is where one person has psychosis and transmits it to another. Usually the two people are in close contact with each other for a long time, like a married couple or siblings. Perhaps one of the Turpins had something like schizophrenia and the delusions transmitted to the other. Now moving to my final thoughts. The motive behind these crimes may never be known, but we do know a lot about Jordan Turpin. I think her heroic action in this case offers valuable lessons about the nature of courage and the resilience of human beings. Jordan was willing to die to save her siblings. No one taught her how to love them. No one taught her to value human life. This was intrinsic. She was able to express that desire without ever formally learning it. There's no way to know for certain why Jordan was the one who saved her family. What was it about her that was special? One theory would be that it was not only her bravery and empathy, but her desire to learn. One of the elements that's clear in the 2020 interview is that Jordan was always seeking knowledge. Even in an environment where knowledge was erased, despised, and associated with punishment, she refused to be limited in her knowledge. This case not only speaks to the value of courage and compassion, but the value of intellectual curiosity. Jordan had a powerful desire for knowledge. She would not even let the threat of death stop her from learning about the nature of the world.
This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa Vita Brevis. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.